2: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Add WFAN
3: to your contacts to talk New York sports with us at 877-337-6666.
0: Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com.
3: on the fan, while you were sleeping, started the show talking about a perfect game. Actually, I was complaining about a perfect game for Domingo Herman. It's not that, look, it is a tremendous accomplishment. And by the way, I have been, and again, we're talking about on the field for Domingo Herman. I'm not going to get into the stuff off the field. I have been a Domingo Herman believer and supporter here this year. When he's on, he is pretty dominant. And last night he was as dominant as you could possibly be. He was perfect. And it was fun to watch. And it was fun to watch Herman make history. But if you're not a Yankee fan, and especially if you're a Met fan, watching the Steve Cohen stuff and watching the team lose again and have a historically bad or historically disappointing season, and then you see Domingo Herman go out there and spin a perfect game, I mean, come on. It's just, when does it end? The rich get richer, as we said, and you know the Yankees enjoy a moment. And I, look, I was convinced the Yankees were going to the World Series; that this was their year, not to win it necessarily, but going to the World Series. I think that they're going to be, when all is said and done, the best team in the American League. And I've seen nothing to convince me otherwise. And they got the offense going, whether it's John Carlos Stanton, whether it is IKF, Anthony Volpe, Donaldson, you know everybody contributing in the Yanks' eleven nothing shutout. But it's not about beating the A's last night. It was about the perfect game for Ramon and just about the Yankees in general where, you know, it's like, oh, the Yankees need to get things turned around. Turn around from what? All they do is win series anyway. Even when they're bad, they're good. And that shows me that when they could stay afloat, when not everything's going their way, which they've done more than staying afloat, that when they do get guys back healthy, whether it's Judge eventually, whether it's Rodon, they're going to be the team to be reckoned with. I just feel it. Their bullpen is great. The pitching is going to be better than it's ever been before going into the postseason, or at least in recent memory here. And last night is another moment. Now, look, every time the Yankees uh, have thrown a perfect game in their history, it's resulted in a World Series win. Why would this be any different? I know that that's just kind of, you know, coincidence, I guess. But still, it shows you sometimes special things Brewing and I really believe that this is the Yankees year to finally break through and get to a World Series as for the Mets they're done as we said before Yankees made history the Mets are history Steve Cohen you know met the media which was fine and you know he didn't really say much we knew that that was gonna be the case Buck Epler they're not going anywhere we knew that anyway but now we could officially stop the speculation and see what this team is going to be come trade deadline. Buyers or sellers, that's the thing. I mean, they got about two, three, eh, maybe three, four weeks to make a run and potentially change Steve Cohen's mind on whether they should be buyers or sellers. And that's that. And they, they followed up uh, all the talk with another dud of a performance. Adovino stinks. I hope if anything, I even if the Mets are buyers, I want Adovino to be traded. If they're buyers and they're going for it, out Drew Smith, I hope those guys go. 877 337 Dan is calling from Belmar. What's up, Dan?
4: Hey, what up, Sal? How are you, Dan? I'm doing well. Congrats on uh, on your big move. Hate to see you go, but I know you're going to do big things with BT.
3: Thank you, Dan. I appreciate it.
4: No problem. Um, it's going to be probably good for you and your family, too, with the SNY gig. You were talking about that, so... Happy for you all around, even though now I'm going to be stuck listening to C-Mac and listen to him complain about uh, or uh, praise Brian Cashman (laughs) all night. But uh, listen, hey, real quick, do you you play that uh, Immaculate Grid game?
3: I do not. What is this?
4: Okay, so it's like a baseball, uh, you know what like Sudoku is? Yes. So it's basically like a Sudoku board with, you know, four, I'm sorry, nine boxes and you have two teams on each side, two teams up top, and then you got to plug-in guys that have been on, you know, uh both teams. Pretty fun, you should check okay. it out. Okay. Now, where can switch. I play this? Uh you just you can google it. It's immaculategrid.com, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm I'm sure you've seen it on Twitter. I've seen uh,
3: I feel like I've seen a little bit with John Boy, but I don't know if it's the full game that you're talking about. They play a game like guess the guy who's played for both these teams or something like that.
4: Yeah, it's similar. So it's basically a grid every single day. So it's uh, and then the last column is usually like you know uh, milestone. So guys with 500 home runs that have been on that certain team. Um, but now it's just cool to see how guys you know brains work and see all these random baseball guys come up.
3: Now wait, how do you enter? So you could, oh you could just type in a guess. So yeah, just, you
4: type it. You type in a name and then it kind of autofills once you get you know the first five letters. All right. In. So, so
3: so okay, here we go. So I'll give you an example. Uh, I just pulled it up right now, and it has on the, the down column, you get the Angels, Cubs, Mets, and then the top column, Washington and the Marlins, and then it says 20-plus win season pitching. So that means I just got to pick a name a pitcher that won 20-plus games that matches those teams?
4: That, so the 20-plus win season pitching would be for the Angels because that row goes all the way across, and then the Cubs would be the next row down. And then the Mets would be the last row for the twenty win season pitching.
3: Right. And then what about the top teams? So don't you have to pick like let's say Al Leiter would be my guess for the Mets and Marlins, right?
4: Correct. So that would be the middle row, bottom.
3: Right. All right. Interesting. It sounds fun. And you're right to get your brain thinking about I love this stuff right up my alley. Um thank you for alerting me to that.
4: Yeah. I now I'm gonna
3: spend like even that. less time with my wife and kids. So thank
4: you for this. No problem. But uh, real quick, I wanted to talk about uh, Cohen's press conference today. I'm a big Cohen believer. I, you know, once he bought the team and got rid of the Ponds, I was loving it. Everything he's done so far, spending money and, you know, all the upgrades with the stadium and all this for season ticket holders, has been great. I think today was the first thing that felt a little, I guess, Mickey Mouse or dog and pony show, whatever you want to call it, with his uh, press conference that kind of got out of hand, I think. He would uh, even admit it. But, what, uh, what was out of hand about it? I think it kind of blew up more than he wanted it to. Um, I think he, he even mentioned that before he started talking today. He's kind of still feeling the waters of, in my belief, that like he's actually the owner of the team. I think he knows he's obviously the owner, but that his words on Twitter have like an impact. You saw how many... People were there from the press today, right? I don't think he really expected that. He didn't.
3: Yeah, he basically said that, and he tried to temper uh, expectations right out of the get-go. But and I think that's part of why you saw him sitting there at the table where we didn't want to hold. He wanted <laughs> to be informal. He didn't think that it was going to be some kind of big deal.
4: Yeah, and I think that's you know a learning curve for him. The whole thing just kind of felt like very awkward, almost. Um, which is, it, you know, the whole season's awkward in itself. You have the highest payroll. It's embarrassing but um, that was my only gripe with that. The only thing I thought of was maybe it was a strategic move on his part. He's obviously not an idiot. Um, He was talking about the president of baseball operations gig, and everyone knows that Stearns is lined up for the job. Just so happens the Brewers are in town. Now, I don't know if Stearns is on the road trip with the Brewers. He even travels on the road with them, but I mean, he basically went out of his way and said the job is Stearns if he wants it without saying his name. Right. I guess he, you know, he really can't, but um, basically told Stearns to start looking at houses. <laughs> that's going well, after. that's
3: been, yeah, that's been going on for a while now. I mean, Met fans, I'm sure will be excited about that, but who the hell knows what Stearns? I mean, you don't, you, you, you would want to have a team president and you want to have a guy that's had some success as he has, but you still don't know about the structure, how that's going to work with Billy Epler. Is Epler a Stearns guy? You know, is there going to be a change there? So uh, I don't know. Just I'm tired of talking about it. Eventually they'll get that done and then you can see the full structure of the organization and then you can see how they're going to put things in a place. And I wonder what the budget is going to be for next year because it doesn't sound like Steve Cohen off of a year where all that money goes for naught, wants to spend more money and throw more money at the problems next year.
4: No, it definitely seems like he was going to uh, rein it in a little bit. Um, but you know, that's something that needs to happen. They kind of put the cart before the horse um, in the sense of spending all this money anyway.
3: Yeah, and look, they, they had to do And Thank you for the call, Dan, and for the kind words and for alerting me to this game. Although, I must admit, while you were talking, I was trying to play this game. And I can't come up with a Met national. And I'm assuming it's Mets Expos as well. Murphy. No, that, one, that had 20-plus win season. Oh, pitcher. Okay. Yeah. So I think that's how this game works. 20-plus win season pitching, Mets Nationals slash Mets Expo. Rami has the answer. Who is it, Rami?
1: No, so it doesn't have to be that they played for both of them and got the 20 wins. So basically, like it has to be 20-plus win season and played for the Mets, then 20-plus 20 win season and played for the Angels, 20-plus win season and played for the Cubs. But then what about the two teams on the top? So the two teams on the top, so it has to be Nationals and, and pl- someone who played for the Nationals and someone who played for the Angels. Someone who played for the Nationals and played for the Cubs.
3: I mean, that's what I'm saying. Right. So why did you just
0: say that it doesn't have to be a Met and a National? No, he's right. It's the way, It's wherever that box overlaps.
3: Like that oh, top left box
0: yeah. is somebody who was on the Angels it, yeah. and the Nationals.
3: Okay, so it doesn't go from the top row to the— it do, It's not no. all of them. So, no. so, okay, so then the bottom
0: left corner is just somebody who played for the Mets and the Nationals.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, wait a
0: second, that's, but that's what I'm saying, am I no, not? but
1: he didn't have to have 20 wins. No,
0: the 20-win season is the column all oh, the way on the so right it's just side. it's any player. So it's going to be anybody who had a 20-plus win season as a pitcher, for the Angels, Cubs, Mets. Now, does it matter? Do you Have you played this game, Fleegs, before? I did play it the other day. One day, so, JJ sent it to me. So does it matter,
3: like, the percentage? I guess the percentage of people. I think that's that pick- how
0: many other people use that guy.
3: Right. So, like, I could have said, any. N- now that I know that, I was going based off a of win, so I went with Al Leiter. I did not realize that it could have been Piazza. It could have been anybody. Met, any Met-Marlon combination. Okay, so then you're right. Mets, Nationals, well, it could be Max Scherzer. Daniel Murphy, you mentioned him. I'm going to go with Max Scherzer. All right, this game could be fun. I'll play it more during the break, I guess. Kevin is calling from Queens. What's up, Kevin?
5: Hey, Sal. Thank you for the memories, man. Thank you for the energy, for the opportunities, you know, for the time. Um, I'm kind of, like, getting into the transition to listen to you. Like, I'm setting up my alarm at 12, you know. I, I set up my, my, my radio on, on the fan and... Uh, I'll I'll give you some calls during the day. You know. Once well, I appreciate
3: that, Kevin. Thank you. Thank you for being a loyal Listen,
5: listener. So once a fine, always a fan. Remember that. Thank you. Listen, who idea was it to turn the overnight show into Yankee Land? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't want to sleep on 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 the on my
3: car wheel while driving. What do you and mean, Domingo Herman car- threw a perfect game? We got to talk Yankees.
5: No, no, not you. Oh. Talking about your replacement.
3: Oh, well, don't worry about that. C-Mac is unbiased. He's a Yankee fan, but listen, he'll talk just as much, Matt.
5: Nothing, pers- nothing personal about C-Mac. Come on, man. For Friday, he's good. For Friday, show.
3: No, Come no. On. Come on, Kevin. See, give C-Mac a chance. Trust me. He'll be fine. I love C-Mac. Listen, he deserves I'm giving,
5: it. I'm, I'm giving Buck Showbots a, a, a chance. Like, you know, in Buck, we trust. But listen, let's be, let's be honest. This year, we'd rather become sellers. And buyers it's time for the mess to start like we're building you know that's it it's, you know you, you, you can say it and nobody's gonna take it personally the season is over for the max right i mean we've said it i felt that way for a while yeah like listen i'm a diehard max fan like you i bought i forgot to tell you i bought um my my piazza um New York makes uh, 2023 Black Edition jersey. I I found it, like, luckily. And I'm getting the hat from the 2000 um, World Series, so to match it up. But that's going to be next year. Like, all that excitement, all that stuff, I'm going to leave it for next year. This year, we should focus on rebuild the team, like becoming, you know, sellers. Like, you know, Arvarez, Mimo, Alonso, Lindo, Untouchable. The rest, they all can go.
3: Yeah, I mean, look, I I don't know if the Mets are going to have untouchables. I don't know what they're going to do, Kevin, and thank you for the call. As always, appreciate the kind words. They, are, they, they have plenty of pieces, you know, the bullpen in particular with Robertson. If they were going to be sellers, Tommy Pham uh, comes to mind. If they were going to be sellers, they have plenty of pieces. You could throw in Scherzer, Verlander, depending on how much money they're going to pay for those guys to go play somewhere else, how much teams would be willing to take that on. You no, know, the Mets need to not only figure out about potentially buying or selling, but then about who and then what's the goal? Is the goal to shed some salary? Is the goal to bring back as good a prospects as they could possibly bring back? Because it's it's not there are many ways to do it. But it's just unbelievable to me that we're sitting here haven't even reached July, June 29th, haven't even reached July yet. In a year with expanded playoffs, the Mets have the highest payroll in the history of the sport. They are done by July 1st. Before July 1st, they're done. And we're talking about selling. I actually can't believe it. You could have painted worst-case scenario I, and I would have been like, okay, well, I can understand. You know, it wasn't like I didn't think the Mets were – I didn't think the Mets were going to be as good as they were last year. But even my worst case was like, all right, what are they going to be, a 500 team? That's the worst case, around 500, which would have been awful. But instead, you get this. Speak your mind at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit
0: Superbook.com.
2: Got it back
3: on the fan eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. So for that immaculate grit, I'm not going to give away any spoilers. I didn't even think about that, but people love. I guess this game. People are obsessed with it. Whatever. The I did guess incorrectly. I don't know if I could give this out, but so it said twenty or more win seasons. That means twenty plus one seasons. That means twenty does yes. not count.
1: No, it had to be twenty, but it had to be done with the team that that overlaps with. So it couldn't it couldn't be someone who did it in their career. Like, for instance, Max Scherzer wouldn't work for the Mets because he didn't do it as a Met. Right.
3: So, okay, I guess my issue then, because I was like, how did that, uh, I guessed, can I just say, ah, I
1: don't care, I'm going to say If it. it's a wrong answer, you could say it. Yeah, I guess
3: Rick Sutcliffe for the Cubs. And he won 20 games in 1984, but he won four of them. With the Cleveland at the time Indians
1: and never did it with well, you know, he, he, he was with the, he with the Cubs, he won 16 games with the Cubs. He got traded, but now, oh, in the same season, yeah, oh, that's in interesting. yeah, that is 1984. He got that might be a glitch in the system. That might be you, you, found, a, <laughs> you found a
3: way to, or, I mean, he won 20 games, he was 20 and six in 1984 and played half
1: the season with the Cubs. He won 16 of them with the Cubs. That's so interesting. You know what? Tweet at them, see what they say.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't care that much, but it just—I <laughs> wonder if
1: other people will have that though. I'm curious.
3: Yeah, and who was the first guy that came to mind when I thought twenty-game winner? And a matter of fact, I didn't think it was '84 anyway. I would have assumed it was 1987 or 1989, something like that. '87, he won the most games uh, that year, but he only won 18.
1: Yeah, like I like to find though the most deep-cut ones, like the ones when it says the percentage next day. I want to find someone who's point something percent, you know, 0.5%. Yeah. That's the fun part where you're trying to find guys that are unique. Interesting game. I just, they should
3: do it more often, or you should be able to go back and play the old ones uh, if you haven't played them before. seven being that this is the first one I did, now i like to play them again. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six is the number to call. Eric is calling from Ron Concomo. What's up, Eric? Hey, Sal, good
6: morning. That, that game sounds a bit complicated. I, I think I may stay away from that. But, uh look, if... um just in, in the event if I can't get through tomorrow, because I'm sure everybody will be calling you to wish you well, which of course I always do. But you know, I just, I just want to say, you know, we've been fortunate over the last number of years, you know, between Tony and Moose, you know, JJ and then and then you, and then you know, we're moving on to CMax, you know, to have some great overnight, uh, you know, hosts, and <clears throat> I've actually been privileged enough to be able to keep a. Friendly relationship and contact with with Tony and JJ, and, and hopefully you beyond you know tomorrow. And uh, lose you my know, number. Just stay. <laughs> and, uh, and uh you know, look, it's it's you know, it, you know obviously last year with all of us getting together for the game, and, and hopefully another gathering. You know. It, what was a special thing in itself, just being able to hook up with a lot of the other listeners, you know, and and that's not something that
3: happens very often. So I just
6: want to say thank
3: you for that. All right. Did Tony do that?
6: Did JJ do that? Or did
3: Sal do that? Sal did that. That's That's right. That's right. No, I mean, look, we (laughs) we did have a, we did have a great time. And I would like to do it again. I just, it's not uh, at the top of the list. It is on the list and hopefully we get around to it. And, and by the way, Mets tickets, it shouldn't be that difficult to, to get a, a large group together. I, to that, <laughs> I, 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 you I know, bet that, you that Pepsi porch true. or whatever it's called, the, the party city deck, I bet you that's open. <laughs>
7: hmm. You know, the, uh,
6: you know it, it's funny. Uh, Hector put out something yesterday. I don't know if you saw it. Uh, he was putting out a, a comment about, uh, 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 you know, Cohen's press conference. And in the background, you hear the music for the uh, the ice cream man. You know the, the the music that goes with the truck and everything. Mm-hmm. So of course I asked him if he got anything, and he didn't. And I'm like, come on, Hector. You know, I mean, if you're gonna you know, put a video out there, you gotta at least be biting into like a, you know, like a vanilla cone or something. You know, go along with it. But uh, you know, look, uh, I haven't I mean, gotten yeah, yeah. I haven't
3: gotten ice cream from the ice cream man in a very long time.
6: He doesn't come around us all that often, which kind of annoys me. I don't know what the deal is with
3: that. Oh man, there was nothing better than that—seeing the red truck or white, I guess. But I remember a red one. You know, you hear it, and then it's like, "Mom, Mom!" And you get a, you know, a dollar fifty or whatever it is, and you go out there and you, know, you, you know, get the ice cream. Back then, I used to love that uh, that wrestling uh, ice cream bar. Remember that? Oh, one? Yeah.
6: oh yeah, That was yeah, great. Yeah. the uh, I know CM Punk tried to bring that back, but, uh, and, um, but yeah, look, you know. Uh, I, I, I heard what you said earlier because I was saying the same thing. You know, of all the days... You know, it's funny. When when the Mets were potentially signing Correa, everybody went nuts because the Mets grabbed the headlines that day, right? You know, you, even though the, the deal fell through. So on the day that Cohen has a press conference and, and you know, just kind of says what he feels and everything, and, you know, the, the, no firings or anything come of it, that night, you know, Herman throw the perfect game for the Yankees. I mean... You know, so I mean, it's just kind of funny how something that that didn't happen, you know, with the Mets earlier in the season, the Yankee fans got annoyed about that, and on on the day where the, the owner of the Mets comes out and you know the basically State of the Union, so to speak, the, the Yankees go out and throw a perfect game. Which, you
3: know, um, you know what I used to know. get as well from the ice cream man the glove. Do you remember the baseball glove with the little bubble? Uh, the bubble uh, with the gum? bubble gum. Yeah, the with bubble the, gum ball would be. Yeah. 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 I just remember that. Man, I love oh, that. Yeah. That was a go-to.
6: Absolutely. Yeah. What would no, you say, uh...
3: in your opinion, Eric, what would you say is the most overrated ice cream from the ice cream truck?
6: Uh, well, I mean, if you've seen it lately, I'll go right to this, the, the, the chocolate sandwich, the uh, the, uh, the ice cream sandwich. Hmm. That thing is about the... the, the the length of a finger now—that's how small it's. Really, got it. I like a good ice cream oh, sandwich. Yeah. I have
3: not seen it in yeah. a while, so I'm not familiar with uh, how you know how they hand them out now, what they look like. But I remember like a bomb pop, for example. Not that it was bad, but I mean, I don't know. There was just nothing to it. It wasn't really exciting, and it was one of the, it was one of those ones that was kind of front and center on the yeah. ice cream truck. Like everybody knew about the bomb pop. But of all the ones that I feel like I knew, that might have been the most
7: overrated.
6: Yeah, the, uh, I mean, you had to, you had to almost almost, uh, like, obligated to get a cone of some sort, hmm. you know, from the ice cream man, you know, and, and they'd always overload it so that it would it would tip over the second they handed it to you, which is great, you know, but. Uh, yeah, I love yeah, that, I that mean, baseball
3: look- glove, man, they were so, the bubble gum glove or whatever it was called, I remember yep. it, and, and the wrestling yep. bar, those are, remember the wrestling bar came with the cards, which was fun. Yep. And you're hoping to get yep. different superstars on each one, those are my two favorites.
6: Right, no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you could still I think there's a place you can still get the, the the wrestling ones. I got to find it, but Yeah,
3: get, but they're not know. the same anymore. And, yeah, and, and oh, sorry Eric for cutting you off there. Thank you for the call and of course thank you for the kind words. And you get back to us tomorrow hopefully and we you know talk, talk a little bit then, but Yeah, I mean, they try to recreate it, but it's just not the same. And it's not because I'm like, "Oh, yeah, it was better back in my day." No, it was actually better back in my day. This is not me reminiscing and thing. it was a, a different ice cream. And it was better. But those were fun. Oh, those were the days, weren't they? Stress free, asking mom and dad for some money when the ice cream truck comes rolling around. The bubblegum glove. Nothing was better than that. That was great. Tommy's calling from Pennsylvania. What's up, Tommy?
8: Hey, so how are we going, man? How are you, Tommy? Oh, not too bad, I guess. Yeah, I just was calling to wish you well on your day sh- daytime uh, shift. No oh, thank and, you. Uh, also, I didn't know if you'd remember me or not. I always usually call you in football season. Yeah, you love the Packers, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 54 years mm-hmm. Packers fan. But I tell you, since... Uh, you know what
3: my favorite Packer game is? I'm sure you remember, right? Okay. I-, I have two in particular. Can you guess what they are?
8: Probably the Falcons.
3: Mm, it's a good it's a good start. They actually both involved the Falcons. Do you remember which ones they are?
8: Well, didn't they play in a the Lambeau? They did. Yeah, where they beat the Packers.
3: Yeah, do you remember who was the quarterback and why that game was memorable?
8: Was it Brett Farr?
3: Well, yes, and who was the quarterback for the Falcons?
8: Um, Matt uh Ryan.
3: Uh, No, Mike Vick. Uh, Oh, was it
8: Mike Vick? Yeah, well,
3: Mike Vick was the first quarterback, and the Falcons were the first team to ever beat the Packers in a playoff game at Lambeau Field. Like, that wasn't a thing. Packers never lost at home. And then Michael Vick on a Saturday night, I mean, the Falcons had blocked punts and everything else. Michael Vick on a Saturday night beat Brett Favre and the Green Bay Packers.
8: Yeah, Brett Favre used to be my favorite. Mm, And then what happened? Until Brett Favre. Brett Farr left and uh, Aaron stepped out. Yeah, he was a lot better, and I, and I thought, well, that's that's more.
3: Uh... Yeah, I loved Aaron Rodgers too, and, hey, and I'll tell you the other game that I'm going to bring up real quick before you get to your point, just because okay. it's, you know I want to make it about me, of course. Oh yeah, Matt Ryan beat the Packers in the last game ever at the Georgia Dome, a game which I was at in the NFC Championship game ahead of, of course, 28-3 to three blown Super Bowl. But anyway, it, before that Super Bowl, that was the greatest game that I was ever at as far as football goes, seeing the Falcons beat your Packers and Aaron Rodgers in the NFC Championship game.
8: Yeah. Do you remember that, that one? I faintly do. Yeah, it was a blowout, so
3: it really wasn't a close game, nothing memorable from it other than celebrating.
8: Yeah, the thing I, I was going to say was, I, I I like Aaron Rodgers uh, as my favorite quarterback in the past and the present. Currently playing, but uh, did you I get hope... the
3: ice cream from the ice cream truck? And, and by the way, it just came to me here as I got a message from uh, Eric and Ron Congram. Of course, bubble play, bubble play was the name of that ice cream with the glove with the baseball in the middle.
8: Uh, I never I never uh, knew that. Did you ever? Did you ever
3: get ice cream from the ice cream truck, Tommy?
8: No, I hmm. I, I did in York, Pennsylvania, but
3: okay. I'll take hear on here's where I'm at. Okay, but
8: uh, I was going to say, even if the, the Jets have to play the Packers, I'm voting for the Jets to win. Wow, because you love Rodgers that much? Exactly. Wow, Tommy, I, gonna, I don't know. I'm going to vote for him to get over the hump. Till The end of when
3: he quits playing. Yeah, and we'll see. You got another quarterback in Jordan Love, And Thank you for the call, Tommy, and for the kind words. We appreciate it. Uh, interesting. I could see that. And that's how I felt about Ewing or Piazza. There's certain players. Matt Ryan, recent memory. We're just talking about them. Matt Ryan, I would root for the Colts all day with Matt Ryan. Now I hate the Colts more than any team. John is calling from Ron Conkoma. What's up, John?
7: How you doing, Sal? Long time, first time, buddy.
3: Thanks for calling, John. What's on your mind? Uh, well,
7: two things. One, real quick to touch with you I was just saying, uh, I remember getting big league chew from the ice cream man.
3: Interesting.
7: The, the bag. Remember it like the bag of like the bubble gum strips.
3: Oh no, I remember what it was. Uh, I don't remember, but now that you say it, I mean they had like ring pops and stuff. So yeah, I remember big league chew very well, but I don't yeah, remember big, getting it from big the Lee ice cream chew, man.
7: Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm sure. You know, I had the two ice cream ends. You had one, Mr. Yeah. Talk, you had the ice cream, and the other guy had the
3: candy. Yeah, oh. and the, the ring pops and candy. You're right, exactly. You could get that
7: yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, um, I know we're all kind of iffy on the rules, but um, did Pedro Martinez ever win 20 games with the Expos, and did he win it with the Mets? I don't think he won it with 20 with the Mets.
3: Uh, I do not think he won 20 with the Mets. I'm going to look him up right now. But, again, I was –
7: What about the Expos?
3: I'm going to look it up right now. I was mistaken. And then I'm assuming that the Expos count for this with the Nationals. Well, right, exactly. But it shows the Nationals emblem. I don't know if you go back that far, you know, with the Expos or or how they work it. Let's see here. Pedro won – no, he did not win. He won 23 games with the Red Sox. And he won – Well, yeah. He, again, won 20 with the Red Sox. That's it. He did not win. He won seventeen with the Expos in nineteen ninety seven, and with the yeah, Mets, I mean, I with the Mets, he barely won twenty uh, total in four yeah, years. Yeah, no,
7: I, I mean, yeah, he was like not doing it. No, oh, yeah, yeah, actually,
3: I, just... I take that back. He won fifteen the first year with the Mets, and then after that, nine, three, and five. Yeah,
7: his dominant years were definitely with Boston. Yeah. But, uh, all right, so listen, buddy. Uh, good luck with your new show. Uh, you've been great on the overnights,
3: buddy. Thank, thank you, John. I appreciate that. Appreciate you checking in. Yeah, so I thought that this game, as I, I did it all wrong and I messed it up, I thought that, uh, and now it makes more sense, as Romney was trying to explain it to me before. Um,
1: if you don't know all the answers it, yet, use an incognito tab and play it again.
3: Oh, uh, well, all right. Just go to, what do you have to do, refresh? or No,
1: go to an incognito uh, tab on your phone, and you can play it again because it doesn't recognize that you played it once already.
3: Okay, and maybe play it again. Anyway, I did not realize that the... 20-plus win season was a separate column. Now I see it that way, of course, but makes it a little bit easier um, and fun. But like I said, I picked Rick Sutcliffe, 20-game winner. He had it. I mean, so what did he get traded in season? Still won 20 games with the Cubs.
2: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash recommend today. Talk New York sports with us.
3: 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Sal of back on the fan. Let's finish up here on the phones. Omar is calling from Brooklyn. What's up,
9: Omar? How are you, Sal? Good, Omar. How are you, my friend? You are ready for next week when you go to the main cinema. Say that people will be listening to you like crazy. <laughs>
3: well, I mean, I don't know how that's going to be. Actually, next week, Omar, I'm filling in with Jerry as we fill in uh, for the morning show. And then I think I'm going to be all over the place a little bit until um, July 24th, when I officially start with BT.
9: Oh, July 24th? I thought uh, he was leaving in the last week for uh, Carton was next week.
3: Carton's last day is tomorrow. Yes. Right.
9: All right. So my my thing is now, we have discussed uh, plenty of time. your, Your passion is amazing. Uh, you have uh, from uh, really now, for the first time, uh, you were behind the doors with Mike, but now you are in the front cinema in a white-collar job. You are a blue-collar mentality, overnight blue-collar guy. You have to convert your mentality totally into a white-collar No guy way. Because-
3: no way. That's a blue-collar job. Are you kidding me? Lunch pail. I mean, come on. This is blue-collar, Omar. And by the way, I expect a call. I want you to call and tina and talk
9: Nick's. No, I I agree, but uh, the thing is, a lot of executives that doesn't listen overnight. They are listening to you now, oh. because so that's why it becomes a white collar job. Because uh, every word is going to be pinpoint, and you have to be extra cautious what you said because everybody's going to criticize. And you will say, "I don't care." Yeah, that's I right. <laughs> that's
3: right. So <laughs> you're making me nervous, Omar. Thank you for the call. You get back to us. Make sure you get. Yeah, if you can't call tomorrow, you better be calling when we're on during the day. I want to hear from you, especially during the Knicks season, and especially during the Bills season. You know, I like to tease you about those Bills, Omar. Don't make me think that people are going to be listening. And by the way, all I'm doing is being myself. I don't care if, if they don't, you know, can't handle the words. Like, th- there's no such thing as overnight Sal and daytime Sal. You know, you, you, it's me. Sometimes I'm one way. Sometimes I'm another. Dennis is calling from Mount Orlington. What's up, Dennis?
10: Hey, Sal. Three quick things because I know you're up against it. Again, I'm going to miss you, but I look forward to hearing you during the day. Thank you. Um, the uh, Mr. Softy, the, the best ice cream there was the chocolate bonnet. Hmm. It had the hard, the hard chocolate swirl on the outside and the soft vanilla ice cream on the inside.
3: It always looked good. I, I, I never tried it, though, I must admit. Yeah.
10: And they had the cherry bonnet, which was the red one. So I usually went for the chocolate. Interesting. Um I know Matt called around 2 o'clock and said he was looking for a link with the Cone uh, perfect game and the Germain perfect game. If he's into numbers, uh, it was in 1999 that Cone did that. Mm -hmm. Um, Yesterday's game was nine innings with nine strikeouts and 99 pitches.
3: Okay, well there you go. Ninety nine pitches. I guess that could add up. Look, you yeah. could, you could make it fit, and that one fits a little bit better than just to yeah. me. The everybody did it with a D,
0: like right, you know. exactly.
10: Hey, if Judge was there, maybe he would hit nine home runs. So we don't know. <laughs> but <Yeah>. um, <laughs> the the third thing, real quick, um, Steve Cohen. I'm a big Yankee fan. I like him,
2: and I, and and
10: he he you know he didn't calm everybody down. He more or less it was the State of the Union, as a previous caller said. And um, I love the way he said he can't plunk money into the team like he did this year, every year. But he does have the wherewithal. And I just love the fact that he said that. That means he has your back. And he reminds me of Steinbrenner in that regard. Steinbrenner always wanted you to know that he had the money, and Steve Cohen is the same way. Steve Cohen,
3: and thank you for the call, Dennis, and for the words. We appreciate it. Steve Cohen. Steve Cohen has done everything in his power to build the Mets into a winning team. Obviously, it has not worked out here you know, this particular year. Last year was fine. I know they're disappointed in the postseason, but hes it's not his fault. As the owner, all you can ask as a fan of the owner is that they do everything they possibly can to put the team in a position to go out there and compete to win a World Series. He did that. It hasn't worked. He's going to fix it. He's going to try to figure it out. They're still, while all this is going on, they're still building the farm system the right way. The organization moving forward should be in a better position. But it's unfortunate and very, very, very frustrating that they couldn't build on the success from last year at the major league level. With players who should be good enough to at the very least compete for a wild card spot. It's not just that they're failing, it's that they're failing miserably. Brian is calling from Minnesota. What's up, Brian?
10: Hey Sal, I just want to say thank you for everything, getting us through the night shift. Um, I really appreciate it, and uh, every all your fans appreciate it. We just love the way you talk with Stuart, and you know, and going off on people every once in a while and stuff, and the little tidbits of your life and stuff. And you know, we're gonna miss you on the night shift, but it's a great benefit for you to be on the day shift and stuff. So, well, thank I you. Just,
3: Thank you, Brian. I I appreciate that. You guys have been too kind to me, and thanks for taking the time to to make the call. You've been too kind for me. I I do appreciate it, and I'm going to miss, like I said, I'll I'll miss this too. So, I mean, obviously, it's a good thing for me. I'm very excited about it. Could not be more excited about it. But it is, you know, it's a a different show. I'm going to have to adjust and figure out how to, you know, work at a new show with a partner, something I've never done regularly before. So uh, I'm excited for the challenge, but I do appreciate you guys. I know it's been the last couple of days, you know, calling and, um, you know, I don't want to say saying goodbye. Like I'm not leaving. I I plan to be at the station and regardless of what time I'm on, I mean, I'm accessible. 877-337-6666. Like I'm not going anywhere. Just a different time. That's all. I plan on being here a long time. Now, who knows? Things don't always go according to plan, but knock on wood, I want to retire here. You know, not, not on the overnight here, but like here at the station. I am retiring from the overnights tomorrow. That's it. One more. And we'll have some fun. We'll be on. It's a long one. Go out in style. 12 to 5 a.m. Looking forward to it. Probably talking about another Yankee win and another Met loss. Some things never change. All right, that does it for us. Thanks to Fleagues, as always. Thanks to Rami, helping us out on the board as well. Thank you to everybody who listened. Thank you to everybody who took the time to call. I genuinely appreciate each and every one of you. we be back later on this evening at midnight. Warm-up show with Alan Jerry's coming up next. We'll see you later. Sports Radio 101.